0: This is Conversation with the Cooks, presented by Husker Sports, a monthly podcast with Nebraska volleyball coach John Cook and former All-American Lauren Cook, on this edition of Conversation with the Cooks.
1: Well, I I think they need to do something that's different. It's It's hard to follow each week, you know, to get connected or emotionally connected with a team. Uh, So you kind of do it through players. So I really just watch Kelly's team because she's already beaten Jordan twice. So I like to hang with winners.
0: Conversation with the Cooks is presented by U.S. Cellular. U.S. Cellular, proud to be the official wireless partner of the Huskers. Now, here's your host, Lauren Cook.
2: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Conversation with the Cooks, presented by U.S. Cellular. U.S. Cellular is proud to be the official wireless partner of the Huskers. So I hope you all listened to the Husker Originals podcast from February, Setting the Bar. Coach Cook, did you listen to it?
1: Uh, Yes, I did.
2: Did you love it?
1: Uh, Yeah, it was a long time ago.
2: (laughs) Anyways, it's all about the tradition of great setters who have been through the Nebraska volleyball program. And speaking of great setters, we may have one on later as our guest today. Pretty exciting, huh?
1: We already have the best on right now hosting it. Uh, I
2: I wouldn't go that far. I think Kelly has me beat. Okay, so coach, you're uh, going to be very happy because... I'm not going to make you do confession and lessons today. We're going to put Kelly in the hot seat and just make her do confession and lessons. Oh,
1: that'll be that'll be worth the price of admission right there.
2: <laughs> okay, so any new smoothie recipes, cooking obsessions? I feel like it's been a while since we chatted about uh, nutrition, but Husker fans love hearing about your. I, when when we posted the smoothie recipe or when we talked about it on the podcast, people were reaching out to the training table asking what your smoothie recipe consisted of. So. I feel like you've been drinking a lot of smoothies lately, not from the training table, but from home. So, can you share any of those? Or,
1: well, um, the training table's kind of been closed for the coaches and because uh, of COVID. So, for Christmas, I I was waiting for the, uh, you know, what Black Friday or whatever those deals are. And so, I put on Amazon. You know, I was looking for a blender to make smoothies, a blender similar to the ones uh, at the training table, because they make them so good. And anyway, one came on, it was $200 off, so I got it now. Pretty much every other day have a smoothie with kale, spinach, uh, banana yogurt. Uh, I put some spirulina in there, some plant-based protein powder, and then just whatever wel- else I have to throw in there. Sometimes it's apple, bana- like I said, did I already say banana. Um, yeah. And orange juice or coconut milk or oat milk for the to make it mix so yeah it's pretty good and
2: uh you usually make one for mom too don't you
1: uh yeah she she gets half of it so
2: <laughs> she's secretly told me some of them haven't been very good but oh. i think you guys have made some adjustments on like the protein powder and um some you've started adding some different ingredients and i think they're getting better
1: Yeah, I was messing around on a couple of them. There was there was one that didn't come out very well, but it was good for you. Had a lot of good stuff in it.
2: (laughs) Uh, Give us a quick update. Just anything to say about the season, any thoughts on how it's going Uh, just with. I mean, it's we really haven't. The last time we touched base was January, and that was before the season even started. So I know you've done a lot of interviews and talked about the season, but anything else that you just haven't. the opportunity to talk about or say or any thoughts on the season
1: yeah i don't know you know i've done a lot of interviews but uh the couple thoughts that come to my mind are one dealing with this COVID, the testing whether you're going to play you're not going to play who can go who can't go uh who's quarantined you just see the shutdowns uh it's it's really tough um but what i'm going to send out to the team today is uh, there's uh, only uh, nine matches to win a national championship left in the season as of today or, so or this week. So four left in big ten and five to win it. So I mean it seems like it's hardly been a season at all. But I think our team's handled it really well. And um, you know it, it, it teaches you to be resilient because you've got to come in and, and like try to, like I've said all along, try to win the day. Uh, try to make the most of that day and be hopeful uh, that you get to play that week and uh, I think our team's doing a really good job of working getting better uh having fun and uh, so uh, you know I'm pretty proud of them for how they've handled all this
2: after the season's in, over
1: in, in addition to that we also got delayed on two trips had to spend the night in Rutgers for extra night and where else did we go we got it was Indiana, we got delayed going out of there, so weather. So the other thing, flying in, in the winter, the winter we've had creates some problems trying to get there, or trying to get back. Uh, so we're not used to that, uh, doing doing our season in the fall.
2: After the season's over, we go into summer. Will this summer look similar to how every other summer has been, or is it going to be different in terms of conditioning and training for the team camps recruiting for you? Um, some, I know you guys get a little bit of downtime in May and a little bit in August. So will that all look similar or is that going to change since you're coming off of the spring season and then going into a fall season?
1: In regards to recruiting, we don't know yet. They haven't made a decision whether they extend the dead period to May 31st. So that means you can't have camps. You can't recruit So they're going to let us know sometime in April whether that opens up for the summer and how it looks. There's a lot of pressure from football and basketball so they can recruit. So I'm guessing something's going to open up in regards to camps. We still don't know because, again, we're in the dead period uh, or could be in our dead period. And then also the university hasn't told us whether we can have camps yet or not. So a lot of things hanging. We'd like to have camps even if it's only day camps, we are our waiting list. I mean Lindsay told me I think we're I I over a thousand on the waiting list for camp. It's it's nuts. I think so many people you know want to get back to normal and want to get their kids out of their house and and get them to camp. So we gotta figure out how we can do that safely and if if the university will let us Um, and in regards to our team we'll actually I'm looking forward to they'll have the month of May off, and then we can start our normal summer and get a normal summer in, which I think is, uh, uh, you know, not having our normal summer and going into the fall. And we did have somewhat of a normal summer last summer, but we had all the breaks, you know, in the fall. I think I'm so excited about getting a normal summer in and getting these guys ready to play a season because everybody's seeing injuries weird things you know now you know Riley Zune has a broken foot or from a stress fracture so we've just seen a lot of crazy things and uh, I think it's because normally we have the whole summer to prepare their bodies for a season and so I'm excited about that and then getting our three other uh, freshman recruits in here and getting our team all together and, and preparing for the 2021 season
2: are you going to be spending lots of time with Madden (laughs)
1: <laughs> absolutely every day if I can
2: <laughs> all right just a reminder that conversation with the cooks is presented by u.s cellular u.s cellular proud to be the official wireless partner of the huskers all right it's time to bring in our guest of honor one of my favorite I said this last uh episode we had Lindsay wishmeyer peterson on and she's one of my favorite people but uh The person we're about to bring on is also one of my favorite people. So Kelly Hunter, former Nebraska setter, one of the best players to play in this program, probably Coach Cook's favorite player. Uh, What else?
1: (laughs) I I think I'm going to cry. I'm so excited to see Kelly.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The drama already.
2: Kelly, I just want to know where and how you're getting
3: your nails done if you're in a bubble down there. I'm not. It's sad. <laughs> we were talking about it because we're in a bubble and we're all in the same hotel. And we were saying that they should have like had someone come like stay with us and like just do nails and they'd be busy all week long and we'd all have our nails done, but it didn't work out that it. way. You
2: always have your nails done and they're always pretty colors and fun designs.
3: I know I'm a little sad without them done, but it's okay.
2: Well, how, how are you? How's the bubble? How's Dallas? You're playing in a the first ever, uh, United States or American pro league. Uh, it's six weeks long. Can you t- for, let's do this first. T- talk us through how it works. Cause there's a point system. There's drafts every week. You actually were the first setter to be a captain and, um, you drafted your own team this week. So talk us through just how all of this works with the points and the drafting and you guys being in a bubble and it going for six weeks and give us a brief
3: summary. Yeah. So there's a lot to it. There's 44 athletes and then it's the same 44 for the whole 6 weeks and then there's four teams per weekend and the teams change every single week. So how that works is the top point scorers, they get points for their individual stats and then points for if they win a set, if they win a match. So it's like there's so much that goes into the ranking and then there's also MVP points. So after the match, all the players get to vote for who they think the MVP of the match was. And then there's also some like fans who have this certain tier of membership. They get to vote as well. So there's like three different ways to get points. And then the top four performers, um, overall get to draft their team for the week. So given that I was the fourth highest point scorer and I was undefeated until yesterday. So then that's why I got to be a captain and it was a really cool process going through and getting to go through a draft and just being part of um, Mm -hmm. like picking a team. And it's just a really cool process, but yeah. So the teams change every single week and then you play three matches a weekend and it's Saturday, Sunday, Mondays. And then there's another draft on Tuesday And then you practice for three days, play for three days, do it all over again. So it's honestly really crazy, but it's a really cool format and it's already almost over now. And I got here a week later than everyone else, but we have five more matches total. So it's almost over already. It's crazy.
2: Are you thinking about point scoring while you're playing or is it just the mentality of, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to do the best I can and win this set.
3: Yeah, at first, I think everyone was really concerned with the points. And like, if you miss a serve, it's like minus eight or 12, something like that. So people, when we were practicing, they would miss and be like, Oh, there's minus eight. And like, it was kind of like a joke at the beginning, but now we've seen just like how important the match wins are because the first weekend I was on a team that went three and O, but I wasn't playing a ton. So I didn't really get that many stat points, but since we won, I got like a good amount of points there. And so I think as we've been playing, we've realized that winning the sets and the matches is a lot more important than how many kills or assists or digs that you get.
2: Who decides who who's playing? Is it the captain or the coach of that team?
3: It's a little bit of both. And it's kind of like up to the captain and the coach to kind of decide that dynamic. So for me, I was like, I don't want to be a part of like those big decisions. Like I want to be kind of like the court captain rather than like the team captain. And so I had that conversation with my coach and we've been trying to figure that out. And so it's always like, like I kind of give like the final okay when and the coach will kind of come up with the plan, but it basically just depends on how the captains and the coach decide for that week.
2: How do you, so you've played a season overseas in Europe. I believe you were in Turkey, right? Mm
3: -hmm.
2: How do you like this better?
3: Yeah. It's interesting just because obviously I know a lot of the girls through college and like watching them play and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, a lot more people, but the league and just the point system and everything, like the draft is just really stressful. And just when you can see like the points up on the board and like, okay, we have to win by this amount of points because it's not by sets. So like if you win two sets and then you blow it the last set and the team scores more overall points than you, then they get the match win. So it's a really interesting format and it's just a little stressful the way it goes. And you just have a really short amount of time with your team. So that is a little bit interesting, especially as a setter trying to build like those connections. And, um, so it's different, but it's nice to be in the U S and be a part of history in the making, which is really, really cool, but we are in a bubble confined to the hotel. So that's a little sad and a little lonely, but it's been good. And there's plenty of opportunities to have like group hangouts and stuff like that. So it's been good.
2: Coach Cook, I know you, I'm sure you have an opinion on this, but what do you think of the format of how they set all this up? Would they have been better off just, you know, playing same teams for six weeks? Or do you think this kind of new format that they're trying out with point scoring and how they're drafting teams is
1: unique? Well, I, I think they need to do something that's different. It's hard, it's hard to follow each week, you know, to get connected or emotionally connected with a team. Uh, so you kind of do it through players. So I really just watch Kelly's team because she's already beaten Jordan twice. So I like to hang with winners. Um, <laughs> and ironically, they're playing tonight. So uh, I have a question. Your hair's getting longer. It um,
3: is. I'm going to get it cut when I get home.
1: Yeah. Uh, but here's my question of the day. When you did the draft, did you draft – is it did you now in that now that you've played a match with the team that you drafted did you make the choices based on who you like the most or who the most talented or who or the ones that want to win the most and and, oh. and would you go back and redo it over again now
3: yeah well we didn't really know but like looking at our team there's a lot of people who haven't like played together because you kind of just I don't know the way the draft works like there's certain people that kind of always get like matched up together and so when I was looking at it I was like It wasn't like I hadn't played with a lot of them. A lot of the other girls hadn't played all together too. But it was interesting, like with my position in the draft, like I got to go first and then everyone else went and then it snaked back down. So it was kind of just like trying to see who the other captains picked. And then I had to make my decisions based off of like, because there was like already six picks ahead of me. So it was kind of just like that. But I like our group and I think we had... We had a really rough night last night, just getting in the swing of things and everything, but I think we're young and a little fiery. So I like our group.
1: I, I like all, all of our teams, but not all of our teams won. <laughs>
3: I know. <laughs> I know.
2: Coach Cook, do you have any other questions for Kelly? Oh
1: no, uh, Yeah. Have... Kelly, I was actually thinking about this the other day. <laughs> um, you know, you started off, you started, got a little taste of coaching, you know, through the past year off and on. And I was just thinking, you know, what, what uh, type of experience are you learning to, you know, the, to complement your coaching background? Because, because, uh, you know, you look at what you're doing, you're a captain, you're a setter, you got a new team every week, you got a, you know, you, you can't necessarily prepare for three teams you play on a weekend. So I'm just curious, you feel like this is helping you be a better coach and giving you coaching experience. And is there any big lessons you've learned from this?
3: Yeah, I think, having a different coach every week and getting that type of different perspective. Like I know like Tama and Taiba are very like emotional. They're very fiery and they try and like get everything going. And then Joe and Jamie are very like analytical. So having kind of like those two different perspectives has been really cool. And now from being like a player to a captain, it's like, it's different making more decisions. Like we talked about a little bit earlier and having to think about, okay, like you said, like, who's going to score points, who's going to be a winner. Whereas before I was just like playing. So it's been interesting that way. But um, I think since like, you don't have time to prepare uh, for the other team and you don't really have a lot of time together. I've learned that like, it's more important to focus on like your side of the court than the other side of the court. And I think you can just tell when teams are doing really good within like their circle and not focus on the other side of the net. So I think, I think that could be a big takeaway um, like moving forward is like not getting wrapped up in like what the other team could do and like focusing on your team's weaknesses and how you can get better every week. And I think just seeing like the different coaching styles and how they impact players and how they're able to like move people and stuff like that. I think I've learned a little bit about that too.
1: Cool. Who would you, uh, if you had to give a bet, if you gave a bad set, either to Betty or Jordan, which one, which one would be nicer to you? (laughs)
3: Um, Betty talks with her eyes. So I can tell, (laughs) like we have this like unspoken thing, Jordan. I've only played with her for that first week. We would just talk everything through, but I don't think anyone would be mad at me. I hope not.
1: (laughs) Those are two very tough competitors. I've, I've, I have observed and we yeah. already know about Jordan, but Betty's a veteran of many years and uh, all over the world. Uh, those yeah. Are those two are competitors. Mm-hmm. That's all I have, Lauren.
2: Okay. Kelly, I know Husker Nation is dying to know. Are you going to, because you were helping coach with the Nebraska staff before you went and took this uh, incredible opportunity. I know Coach Cook supported you to take it, but you had a hard time you know, deciding what you wanted to do because... I know you want to be in the coaching world. Are you going to go back into the coaching world after this, or are you going to try to play, you know, another season professionally? What are your plans post uh, this league ending in just a, a couple short weeks here?
3: Yeah. Well, first of all, right. When I get back, we play Penn state. So hopefully I can be back in time for that. And I, it's like a Thursday, Friday or something. So that'll be good. And then we have the tournament. So I'm hoping to come back. Be there for the tournament, be there in Omaha. But as for playing again, like everyone's like, Oh, are you thinking about playing overseas again? No, no way. Can't imagine going back after being done. But um, I'm excited to see what opportunities come up after the season and see if there's any jobs out there. So you guys know me, going with the flow.
2: Kelly, I have to show you this. So uh, Coach Rose was the first guest on, well, our we, we did a year of just Coach Cook and I. And then this year too, we've started adding guests. And so Coach Rose was our first guest. And on that podcast or on that episode, I announced that I was pregnant. And uh anyways, so I had Madden in November, and then I think Coach Cook and Coach Russ were or Coach Rose were talking uh when was that, Dad? Like January?
1: Yeah, like February. Yeah, somewhere in there.
2: Anyways, Coach Rose is like, you know, how's Lauren? Did she have the baby yet? And of course, you know, Coach Cook is like, yeah, she did. So then uh, about a week later in the mail, (laughs) I get a package from Rec Hall. I'm like, what the heck is this? And uh, Coach Rose sent a Penn State t-shirt and little socks for Madden. So I don't know if you can see this. Oh,
3: my God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Coach Cook holding Madden
3: in a um in Penn State gear. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Is that a red Penn State shirt? It's actually pink. Oh, okay. Wow. Never thought I'd see
2: that. I know. So I was gonna post it uh the week of (laughs) Nebraska Penn State match, and uh she'll be in her Penn State gear for one of the nights.
3: Oh. (laughs) And really never would have thought I'd see that. I know, I know, right? She looks cute even in her Penn state stuff.
2: But I feel like you have a special bond kind of with Russ too. Like he would always hug you after matches and yeah, you were were the one player he could never beat. So very true. Uh, Impressions of coach cook during your recruiting phase, while in college and then post-college. How, how, how has it evolved or how has it changed or, or maybe like use one word or something to describe him. You can yeah. However you want.
3: Three very different perceptions. I would say when I was younger, obviously like trying to go to Nebraska to play volleyball, I was like coach cook. And I was so scared and just like <laughs> intimidated. And that was definitely like recruiting, not as much, but then once like you're at a program with a new coach and coach is very intense and has a very high standard. So I was like nervous a little bit and just going up a level from high school to college, really nervous. And then Just throughout college, um, we like our relationship really developed and it was not like I was going to say like a friendship, but it was more just like less player coach. And we just like it was really cohesive. And then now um, coaching and being on the other side, coach is hilarious. Like I, I feel like he just gets funnier and funnier every year. So not to let it go to your head or anything, coach, but you crack me up every day what's funny is people think he's so
2: serious and then you get to know him and, or you spend some time with him like outside of volleyball or even I guess in volleyball. And he, yeah, he is really funny and is constantly cracking jokes and laughing and I agree with you there. Yeah. Okay. Give us your favorite coach cook story. And if, and if you don't tell the one about the, I don't want to say it <laughs> that in a way, but I think, you know what I'm talking about? The soap
3: and the lotion. Yeah.
2: That's my favorite one. Okay. Okay. Then tell, please tell that story.
3: Yeah. It was just, it was in 2015. We were in Omaha and (laughs) we would get like, like a little deodorant and like a lotion and like a body wash or something like in our lockers. And so all the coaches got all those too. And that was like our NCAA gift. And so I think we were getting ready for a practice or a press conference or something. And we were like, okay, where is coach? Like, he's always like, you got to be on time, whatever. Like, where is he? And so I think I like ran back to the locker room or something. And basically we got this bottle of like body wash, but it kind of looked like lotion. So he took the lotion or the body wash and rubbed it like all over his legs, like thinking it was lotion and like had to like wipe it off and then like go meet us. Cause, and then we were like, why is he late? Cause he thought this body wash was lotion. (laughs) And it was just so funny. That's how it went. Right. Coach.
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> you know, if if you're following the NCAA basketball tournament right now, all all the basketball players are complaining about getting lotion, body wash and deodorant <laughs> in their packed packages. So, that's all we get. So, uh yeah. but yeah, we we like we used ours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you did for sure. Yeah. I can just imagine you Back there by yourself, like putting the soap on your legs and then realizing, starting to cuss and realizing, like, (laughs) oh no, this isn't lotion, and then trying to figure out, like, okay, where's towels? How do I get this off?
1: Exactly what happened. But as I was putting on that, this is kind of weird, but (laughs) I thought lotion. But you know how you know that's in that's in December. You know, it's that was in was that in Omaha?
3: In Omaha, yeah. Your legs are dry.
1: Yeah, it's cold. It's dry. It's you know, you gotta. (laughs) that's Stay hydrated. Speaking, off, soft skin.
2: Speaking of skincare, Kelly, can you, do you have any hot new products that you want to share with us?
3: Hmm. I did well, just get this new like essence. It's like Korean okay. and it's got, I don't know exactly what this is, but snail mucin it's like something <laughs> from like the snails, like little track it leaves apparently is really good for your skin. So I've been testing that out. I feel like it does good things. I don't know what it's supposed to do, but I like it. Is it a moisturizer? No. So it's like you put it on after you wash your face, like before everything else to kind of help everything else work. It's like an additional like hydrating step. Kind of like a primer. Yeah. Primer for the rest of your skincare.
2: Okay. And where can uh, Husker Nation buy this if they're interested? I think I got it at
3: Ulta. Okay. Yeah, they have like a whole like Korean skincare section and that's where I got it.
2: Love it. Anything else?
3: No, but they have been giving me a really hard time because I have really blonde hair and really fair skin. And so my eyebrows are very blonde. I have to like dye them yeah. and I use like just for men beard dye on my eyebrows. <laughs> and so this is actually a really funny story. This is my favorite story from all of AU so far. So there was one day um, the other team, cause we scrimmage with some teams on like Wednesdays and Thursdays, just cause you can't do six and six on six with just your team. And so the other team, I think it was like one of the first days that they were together and they didn't have both of their setters. And so myself and Amanda Peterson was on our team. We had to flip flop between teams. And so I flipped back practice was over and I was trying to be all serious. It's like my first week on Betty's team. And I was like, Hey, like, I really just want to say, like, I really liked our energy over here. Like our vibe was really good. We all were getting along really well. Like, like their side just wasn't as fun as our side. And Betty standing next to me, like, okay. And like, I can feel her like staring at me. I'm like, okay. She's just like listening. Got it. And then she goes, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I was like, Oh no, it's like scared. And then she goes, can I please paint on your eyebrows? And I was like, because they were so blonde. And she's like, you need to let me do your eyebrows. And I was like, (laughs) Betty, I'm insecure. Like, this is one of my things I'm already insecure about. So then the next day, I like was dying. Um, I like took a picture and sent it to the group chat. And everyone was like, Betty, like, look what you made her do, whatever. And then the next day, she's giving me a hard time. She's like, Oh, they look better. Now you just need to like pluck some of them, whatever. And then she goes, you know, yesterday, when you were talking, I was like, yeah. She was, I wasn't listening to you. I, c- I was only looking at your eyebrows. <laughs> There's me just trying to be like all motivational. Like I really loved our side, whatever. And she's like, you need to dye your eyebrows. <laughs> she, she's not giving you feedback about
2: setting. It's all about your eyebrows.
3: Nope. Literally you need to get a be-
2: microbladed.
3: I was thinking about doing it when I get back.
2: I think yeah. that it's like a permanent tattoo.
3: Yeah. I'm thinking about it. I've been researching some places. If you have any, let me know.
2: Okay. Coach Cook, do you have any idea what we're talking about? Uh, no, no, and I don't <laughs>
1: want to know. And, and learning things about Kelly that are starting to freak me out now.
3: <laughs> Did I dye my eyebrows? That's, like, normal. Kelly, I, I was
2: – I don't know if you saw the match uh, where Nicklin Hames got drilled in the face. I
3: didn't see it, but I heard about it.
2: Okay, so I – we were – I was over having dinner with Coach the next night. I think they played on – that happened Saturday and then – uh, we were having dinner on Sunday and I said, text Nicklin and ask her if she has to get an, uh, cause Nicklin has fake eyelashes. Mm-hmm. So I said, text Nicklin and tell her she needs to get an, uh, eyelash fill after that shot to the face. And he's like, what's an eyelash fill. So then we did a one-on-one chalk talk session about eyelash extensions and what oh they God. are. Oh so just educating so them, funny. you know, one, one yeah. product at a time. Yeah, there we go. The
1: Huskers what? got a big kick out of that one. When I said, Hey, is, is this Nicklin get her? Her Lashville done. <laughs> you can imagine which ones took off with that.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: It was hilarious. Like, right. When we get Kane into practice, I say, hey, Nicklin, how's that Lashville doing?
3: <laughs> and everyone probably lost it. Oh, yeah.
1: It was hilarious. Love that.
3: All right, Kelly,
2: this is the last question I have for you. You... I know you set some really big goals for yourself. And when players come into the Nebraska program, they sit down with the coaching staff and they work on goal setting and you accomplished pretty much all of your goals um, and kind of went above and beyond. So what's a tip for maybe younger girls who are starting to set some goals for themselves? How do you achieve those big goals? Is there one piece of advice that you could give?
3: Yeah. I think the biggest thing is like, having big goals and dreaming really big and then having like little baby goals to get you there. Cause it's really easy to say like, Oh, I want to be an all American. I want to win national championships, but like, how are you going to do that? And so I think just having little stepping stones, um, like whether it be like, okay, I'm going to practice for 30 minutes before I go to practice for whatever sport it is. Or like, if, if they want to like be really good at the piano, like I'm going to practice this much per week extra. Um, and then just like, trying to get as much like motivation and people around you that can help you like a really good support system. And like, even at a young age, like I had phenomenal coaches and family who really supported me. So I think just having people around you who support you and believe in you, and then having those little baby goals to get you to that big goal. Love it.
2: Great advice. Thank you. So at the end of every episode, we do something called confession, cook confession and cook lesson confession lesson. So, confession yeah thank you coach cook hates it why it's techy.
3: yeah
2: exactly well we're going to put you in the hot seat since you're our guest so um. please share with us a confession and a lesson so a confession is just something that you know maybe nebraska nebraska fans don't know about you or maybe something we don't know or a juicy story and then a lesson is just a piece of advice words of wisdom maybe a quote that you live by so this is very open-ended. You can take it how, in whatever direction you'd like.
3: Confession and a lesson. I can think of a lesson. I can't think of a confession.
2: Okay. Start with a lesson then first.
3: Okay. This is like my volleyball motto. And I don't need, I don't, this could be my confession. I don't know if coach knows this. This can kind of double as both. Okay. My motto for all of volleyball, and I've been sharing it like with the girls here and everything is, and this sounds like really bad, like if you don't know what you're doing, the other team doesn't know what you're doing. So that's kind of like my motto. And I always say like, okay, if I serve the ball and I miss hit it, like, I didn't know where it was going. How does the other team know where it's going? And so for me, I like that just because it helps keep you loose and not as super like serious thinking, everything has to go A, B, C, X, Y, Z. So that's kind of my like volleyball. And I guess, I don't know, I guess life motto too. It's like, if you don't know, no one knows. So, I think it's funny for volleyball, especially as a setter. Like, if I don't know where I'm setting it, they don't know where I'm setting it. <laughs> so, <laughs> assuming your team knows roughly where you're setting the ball, I think that's a good little motto. Keeping it light. So, so, yeah, keeping it light. That's me.
2: Coach Cook hyped you up. He said that your confession would be worth the price of admission to watch oh, and listen to this podcast or this episode.
1: I think I have more. I know more confessions about Kelly than I do about myself.
2: Oh my Oh, God. then maybe you should share a Kelly confession.
1: No, I'm not going there.
2: <laughs> spill my drama. <laughs> Kelly, while you're brainstorming, we'll just uh show my little work friend. Oh.
3: Henley. She's Henley, you Where's see Kelly? No. Kelly, so- are,
2: you, are you getting a dog anytime soon?
3: I want to. Maybe in the summer. I've wanted one for like 6 years now, so I think I know. it's time.
2: You That's a that's a confession is your you want to get a dog, but your dad won't let you correct. And AJ. Okay. AJ isn't a dog lover.
3: He's a dog lover. He would be really jealous if I got one and he like couldn't see it as a puppy. So that's part of it.
2: And what kind of dog are you still on the like lab golden retriever kick?
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause his family always had labs growing up and they like bred them. And I just think golden retrievers are so like dopey and cute. And I've never had one. So one of those two.
2: And AJ is your significant other.
3: Yes. Coach, also, my friend,
2: your friend who also played football at Nebraska. Yeah. Yep. And uh, is, are, are you, in, do you and AJ have any big, big plans in the
3: future? <laughs> i will turn my video off real quick before my face gets too red. Coach <laughs> knows that. My face always gets red. Does coach ask you about it? Like once a month, <laughs> really, literally once a month, like clockwork. Um, We're not in a rush. That's We've been good. for six yeah, years, so what's well, a couple months or a year here or there? Yeah, take your time.
1: Hey, yeah. if you don't know, he doesn't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're not wrong, Coach. See, that's my life <laughs> mono. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know, I love it.
3: <laughs> well,
2: we'll end on that, Kelly. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule i know you have a lot going on but thank you for being with us uh coach cook thanks for putting up with the two of us today this is awesome (laughs) and to everyone who listened or watched this month's episode of conversation with the cooks which is presented by u.s cellular we will see you all again in april go big red
0: conversation with the cooks is presented by u.s cellular u.s cellular proud to be the official wireless partner of the huskers Conversation with the Cooks is presented by Husker Sports, featuring Nebraska volleyball coach John Cook and former All-American Lauren Cook. Edited by Josh Hilkeman. Sound design by Brett Whitty. Voiceover by Mike Elliott. Cover art provided by Sam Noonan. To find other Husker Sports podcasts, subscribe to the Husker Sports Network wherever you listen to podcasts. Or listen and find out more at Huskers.com slash podcasts.